Hi, everyone. I've gone alive a little bit early. Don't worry, you're not going to miss anything either way. Uh, part of the reason for going live just that much earlier is I can just make sure everyone can hear and we can do the sound test and everything else. Uh, these are new. They're going to last about 20 minutes from uh, 3 o'clock UK time, which is 10 a.m. New York time. Uh, and I'm going to go through. <laughs> I've, I've, I'm to do 60 slides, actually. Uh, so I didn't think I'd do that many. Feel free to ask any questions you've got. Like I said, we're starting officially in about three minutes, but feel free to put any questions in. Uh, and one of the reasons I started just a couple of minutes earlier, as I said, to do the sound check and everything, because everybody doesn't need to be there for that. It's it's partly for that. And like I said, I want to answer your questions as we come through. I'm going to cover everything from the stock market. And like I said, I've got 60 odd slides here uh, in a second to share with you. So there's a hell of a lot um, to share. Uh, as well. So it's a new thing I'm doing, just a weekly stock market update for people. Uh, and yes, it will be recorded. Yes, there will be a replay, something that people always ask. Uh, oh, it's a fair question to ask, actually. So let me turn on the screen share, if I can get the right one. And you should be able to see me as well as, so let me know you can uh, see and hear me, as well as see the screen. And like I said, I've got about 60-odd uh, things to share with you in a moment, 60-odd slides. So uh, please uh, keep me updated. Let me know that you can see Barry, Kevin, John, uh, and a bunch of others on there. So uh, let's, what are we? We've got still two more minutes. Any questions you've got, let me know. Uh, and like I said, we'll start in, well, about 90 seconds or so. Uh, I'm going to take you through a bunch of stuff from Morgan Stanley Stock Picks, to where I see the markets going for the week ahead, what I'm buying, what I own, what I don't own, uh, and why, what I'm waiting for, you're going to get uh, some fantastic content. So like I said, we're about to start in 90 seconds or so, just making sure the last few people. Uh, let me know, as I said, you can see and hear me. And we're also, that's not happening. Um, we're also going to put this in as well. So we're going to go on for about 20 minutes. Uh, the slides you should be able to see on screen as well. You might want to phone just so you can take a picture. Great, Kevin, uh, so that you can uh, see everything. And I think we can begin, can't we? So, like I said, it's a new thing I'm doing each week uh, for all my followers, which is a weekly stock market update. I just think there's just so much going on in the stock market. It makes sense. So let's start off with the first thing. If whatever I come across on my desk during that week, I will share with you in these weekly broadcasts. So, for instance, well, whatever's worth looking at. So, my team and I might spend, you know, hours look, coming across things. We'll only share what we think is worth it. So, we came across this from Morgan Stanley, Fallen Angels. Morgan Stanley says, buy the dip on these five global stocks. Now, as you know, I don't just throw names at you. I'll also cross-reference it with any companies which might be on my approved filtered list. So, we take the names any hedge funds give, any big banks give. I cross-reference it to see if they're on my approved filtered list. I then filter according to far more stringent criteria than they do, and then I'll share that with you. So we'll do all the hard work for you uh, behind the scenes, okay? And that will save you a lot of time. So let's go through Morgan Stanley's Fallen Angels. These are the five they mentioned. Now, none of these were on my approved filtered list, which looks at valuation, revenue growth, dividend deals, cash flow. It doesn't mean that they're not necessarily going to go up. Morgan Stanley think they will. It's just that I'm not going to buy them if they're not on my approved filtered list. So take that from take from that what you will. Uh, but that's my view on that. Let's also go on to what JP Morgan is saying. 
Now, these are their favorite stocks for June. All right. A uh, whole bunch of names here. I will disclose if I own any. Um, I still have Amazon. I have Eli Lilly. Okay, so I'm disclosing that, that I own those. None of these are in my approval to this. Like I said, my approval to list becomes 10,000 equities that I go through based on valuation, revenue, growth, cash return, momentum, Sortino, alpha, price earnings, growth, volatility, a whole bunch of criteria because I want the best of the best of the best. So whilst these are JP Morgan's favorite stocks, yes, things will be repeated by me um this will be replayed and feel free to take a stock uh, take a photo of this uh that's where we are at the moment and, I, and I, as i said i could i continue sharing any names that i come across these are wall street's favorite stocks from the dow jones 30 so the source of this is fact set uh you can see here the upside to price target so you got 61 percent if salesforce gets to the target the percentage of buy ratings, a percentage of Wall Street companies giving a buy rating on these. So, which are the most popular? Doesn't mean they're necessarily great. Uh, United Health is on my approved filtered list. So, it's got a double, you know, sort of whammy. I did own Visa until recently. Uh, Microsoft, I still own. Apple, I've, I still own. But just so you know, with these things, that, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's what I own is one factor. Mine is based on valuation, revenue, growth, cash flow, dividend deals, Sortino Alpha, a whole bunch of things. And then this is what Wall Street rate the highest. And this is the upside target. Now, if all those upsides get hit and you bought all of those, and, that, and the upside target tends to be a 12-month target, then you're probably going to average, I don't know, about 25 30%, maybe more in a year. I think you'd be happy with that, wouldn't you? I would be happy with that in these markets. So it's just to give you a bit of a flavor of uh, that kind of stuff on here. Now, let's look at more. Like I said, I've got 60-odd slides to share with you, so make sure you've got your phone out. Uh, you're all familiar with my campaign for a million.com. If you're not, do have a look for it. It's to teach a million people how to be better investors, and we're about 100,000 people through that. Let's have a look at how stocks have done over the past week. I'm broadcasting, of course, on Monday. This is a new weekly broadcast I'm going to give you. Uh, so it doesn't include Monday and what's happening in the markets now at 10 a.m. New York time. Over the previous week, yeah, you can see there's been a hell of a lot of green. Healthcare hasn't been so good. Financials have been good. Real estate, what does that mean? What does that mean? That's just momentum. We're not going to read anything just out of weekly momentum. It just gives you a bit of a temperature gauge on the market. Those are the PE ratios. Now, the markets are particularly keen at the moment to look at companies with uh, better valuations. In other words, low valuations, and those are marked in green. You can see Amazon, uh, you can see JP Morgan, you can see some of the banks are on this. There's very little which has both got momentum in a week, and a week's momentum is not much to look at when you're looking at investing, but have got low valuations. When you look at low valuations, you're looking at banks, uh, asset managers, insurance companies, very little in consumer cyclical with the exception of Amazon, and you've got a couple in the biotech uh, down there. So you should be able to see all of that. My face is blocking a few things, but nothing important. It's far more important. You look at me. Peg, this is price earnings growth ratios. And we found a correlation earlier this year, a stronger correlation than normal. Let me put it that way. We found a stronger correlation than normal between price earnings growth ratios and stock market performance this year. Now, it could be coincidence. We suspect it's more likely to be causation. And the one in green shows greater 
uh, attractiveness in that regard. In other words, more undervalued. So you might say, well, hang on, Amazon's turned up in three of these now. Yeah, that's what you want. You want three, at least three filters. You can also see um, uh, some of the other names which are turning up in three, both in terms of well, P has become less important, we think, actually. We think it's overrated by the media because it's not showing a correlation to stock market movements as much as PEG is. So, again, you can see the energy companies are still up there, and I'll share with you some of the ones I, I bought and some of the ones I own, okay? What about the broader market, Alpesh? What do you think about that? Well, you know, we're getting a bit of a base here. This is the MACD, which is a measure of momentum, and whilst this has been falling, 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 uh, we're about, we're only about 2021. We're last year levels. I mean, you know, not too much to panic about, but we're seeing something of a base here. This is the weekly chart. Now, in the weekly chart, you'll see movements happen first or show themselves before they do on the monthly. But on the weekly, we're seeing something of a base. Okay. However, when you look at the monthly, I'm sorry, that is still a bit of a drop. So whilst you can get uh, on the stochastic, which tends to be premature, something of a base. I'm afraid I suspect what will happen is this monthly MACD will overrule and override these rises and you'll get this bit of a rise and then you'll get a fall back again. That's where my money is and therefore I am not in a rush to buy into the dip. Okay, I am not in a mad rush. Apple follows a similar suit to the S&P as it would because it's a major component of it. Bit of a base going up and the weekly makes you think, oh, this must be it, buy into this rally. But I'm afraid not. I think uh, same with Microsoft, similar kind of story. It, it, I think it's suckering people in and I'm willing to wait another week. I'm just waiting a week. I'm not handcuffing myself forever. Similar with Amazon. Yeah, it looked good on all those valuations. You might say, I don't want to miss out, Alpesh. Well, fine. You can dollar cost average in. If you don't want to miss out, buy a little bit now. But personally, before I buy any more, I'm still willing to wait. Similar story to um, meta. And you might say, well, wait a minute. They all look like they've got a base. I'll push. They look like they're going to go up. I think if you're more risk loving, you'd get in now into these. Uh, but if you're like me and you're patient, you got time, you'd look at the monthlies and you'd say, mm, I think I'll wait a bit longer. Costco has been an old favorite of mine. Uh, but again, yes, these things have risen. But when I look at the perspective, uh, I'm afraid I'm not entirely convinced uh, that we might not see lower lows. Again, PayPal, big favorite of mine for a long time. Did I expect it to fall this much? Did I? Hell, I'm expecting it to go from there back to there at some point. Might take three years to do it, but that'll give me at least it'll quadruple my money. But would I get in this week? I'm willing to wait. Whilst we've got a base there, I'm willing to wait. And the whole point of these weekly webinars will be that you'll learn also how to do the analysis. Okay, Westlake, well, that one looks a bit better. That's one of the ones I've had from uh, before. Full disclosure, still own. Qualcomm still own. Uh, and these look a little bit better on the monthlies. This is the weekly I'm showing you, but on the monthlies, Johnson & Johnson monthly, a bit weak, unfortunately. Uh, even though Johnson Johnson on so many different funds, hedge funds, banks, is a popular one. But I think it's because of the lower volatility overall. Katera Energy I own and has been doing great guns. And that's an example of one with good solid fundamentals and good technicals. And it's rising. Halliburton I own as well and rising. Marathon Oil I own and continue to go up. I anticipate it'll continue going up. Occidental Petroleum. And this ties in well also with what I said earlier in terms of price earnings growth. These are still relatively undervalued based on price earnings growth. And I think the market is still catching up. Uh, and buying these and seeing them go up even against the tide of headwinds of the broader S&P. 
in any event, the S&P is dragged down by tech stocks being sold. Um, it isn't a reflection of energy stocks, which don't really comprise much of the S&P uh, rising such as these. So these tend to get missed. Uh, they're in the shadows. I own Devon Energy as well, and they're doing well. I think that momentum will continue. And you can see here as an example for educational purposes, what good momentum looks like on a monthly chart. It looks like that. It looks like nice up with soap. I own Marathon Petroleum as well uh, and continue to anticipate we'll do so. Now, I've held them and Valero for, ugh, I think it's two months. Uh, so I anticipate holding these for another 10 months because I hold for 12 months and then reassess. Okay, so let's give you a bit more information. Let's have a look at more things. Uh, these are just some of the interesting things which have come up on the markets recently. It's been one of the worst starts for the uh, for the year to date. Look, that's where we are. We're here. One of the worst starts. We're down 17.3%. However, when you go from uh, May to the end of the year, what tends to happen is just because you have a really bad start doesn't mean the rest of the year is bad. In actual fact, such bad starts can often lead to very good years. Okay, so let's not be too overly negative. This you're going to have to take a picture of. It's far more complicated. What it actually shows you is the average stock doc, you know, drawdown in 12 months in the S&P during the pandemic. It was 47% and so on. The average over recessions is minus 46%. And then it gives you sort of different things. What happens if uh, it isn't a recession, but you've got other crises, then it's 27%. Current trough is minus 26. So what it's saying is, well, if it hits the average of a non-recession, then we're at the average and we should have hit the bottom. If it, we get a recession, then we've got further to drop. I don't think we'll get a recession. This is from JP Morgan. For the geeks like me, you'll like that. For those of you who've got a headache already, don't worry about it. Uh, energy, as I already said, energy stocks have surged ahead of other sectors. If you're wondering why the S&P is falling, it's because everything else is falling. Uh, it's not energy. So it isn't everything is falling. It's just uh, uh, the other sectors. And that's why we, I've bought into those energy stocks that I just showed you and went through a moment ago. Uh, this is just another example of what we saw earlier. The S&P for the first 100 year, days of the year, and then what happens for the rest of the year? The rest of the year can be rather good. Now, if those energy stocks I've got get a tailwind of a rising S&P as well, they should do even better. Um, they've been doing not too bad. I think they average about 15% return so far I've had in the last two months. So I'm happy that I switched out, switched into energy, energy uh, from a lot of the tech stocks. But that was just a natural, natural thing when I went through my uh, approved filtered list and I filtered it for valuation, revenue growth and all these other things. Uh, it was the energy ones which popped up and the tech ones which slowly dropped out. Uh, executives are buying the dip, but like I said, we want to be careful which dips we buy. Just to give you an example again, or just to disclose my interest again, these were the energy ones I bought. You're not going to move the market by buying these unless George Soros is listening to this or Warren Buffett. Okay, you're not going to, with your capital, move the markets for me. So I'm not disclosing it to make you move the markets. But just full disclosure, when I tell you what I own, uh, these are the ones that I own presently. May's wild ride. S&P 500 eked out a small gain in May. Can you believe it? Uh, it did dip into bear territory. It's not in bear territory at the moment, but look at that crazy ride. Not a crazy ride for the energy stocks I own, though. They just kept going up. JP Morgan reiterates Amazon as a best idea. That's JP Morgan's view. Now, what's interesting is I showed you earlier the price earnings growth ratio for Amazon was low as well. So 
Is it a good one? Well, if you wanted to get in right now, I don't have a problem with it. I wouldn't say, oh, what a stupid thing. If you're holding for 12 months, 24 months, and so on. Morgan Stanley says Amazon Meta Alphabet. They're overweight on those, and that's their view. Okay, so I think it's worth sharing with you. I think it's worth knowing. They think they've got a 30% upside from these depressed levels. Like I said, I'm going to wait another month before I dip into these some more, and certainly before I do any leverage trades uh, on those, whether through CFDs, ETFs, or spread bets, before I do anything leverage, I'm going to wait. But there you go on those. Gold performance in different currencies? Well, if you hold Turkish lira, you've done around the world. But I just thought I'd share this. People love gold. I don't have a gold view. I'm not a gold specialist. Okay. Um, uh, Carwin's asked, with so many energies, how do you position size those? Oh, I divide it equally between, so I know if I want to own a portfolio of 20 stocks, I divide my money equally between 20. At the moment, as you'll know, if you're following me on Telegram, I've been holding a lot of cash. So, you know, if I bought eight energy stocks out of 20, that's one twentieth in each of those eight, but there'll be a lump of cash as well, which I won't have invested at all in any event. Hedge funds turn more bearish on stocks. So just be aware, you know, I don't want you to think, oh, Alpesh is saying to us that the market bottoms happened. No, I'm not saying that. I think there's still a lot of bearishness. These are Wall Street's favorite Dow stocks, in case you missed it from earlier on. Fact set is, this, is the source percentage uh, with buy ratings, okay, and percentage upside. According to them, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. It's certainly not guaranteed. I can't guarantee anything will happen uh, at all, let alone in the markets, uh, aside from politics. Okay, so but that's what they're sharing, and I'm sharing that data with you. And that's what I'm going to do in these week, new weekly webinars is share the best of the best data that I get my hands on, or the most interesting. JP Morgan's favorite stocks for June, I already shared with you, but I'm just giving it for any of the late ones. Tech Rec, NASDAQ 100 bear market as its low was the worst since the global financial crisis. Okay, so that's the worst. That's the draw. That's how much it fell at the moment. This is from Bloomberg. It's as bad as it was in the financial crisis of 2008, 2009. That's how bad we got on NASDAQ. That's how much profits were taken because it was largely profits, really, on that. Share some of the trading side of things in euro dollar. These are some of the trades we're looking at. Now, trading is different to investing. This is where we're trading using my uh, indicator. Speaking of which, right now we're long Bitcoin. Did I think we'd be long Bitcoin? Uh, no, but we got an indicator on it and then it just shot up. Um, how long will we stay long? Well, normally on the trading side, it's only, what, a couple of days, a day to, uh, to two. So it might even end up getting a sell signal later today, but we'll see. But that has rallied quite a bit. Um, Euro dollar, we're keeping an eye out. We're looking for the next buy signal on that. Okay. So we're, well, sorry, we're looking for the next signal on that. We don't know if it's going to be long or short. Same with Australian dollar, Swiss franc. So if you're trading using my indicator, Keep an eye on these in particular because we think the trends are smoother. They're going to be easier for trade selection. So keep an eye out for the next signal to come up on those as well. Ford, similar kind of story. Uh, and Ripple, you'll know I'm a long-term holder in Ripple as well. But it's been moving rather smoothly, okay, that one, so which is a surprise. So that's quite good. This, by the way, since Jan 2019, how the fangs have done. And you can see, yeah, you're still doing not too bad on Apple, but you've given everything up on Netflix. If you, if you were a Netflix holder, you've you pretty much. This is one of the reasons. By the way, this is a good reason why I have the the 25% stop loss. If the market dropped 25% from the peak it's been since I bought it, then <clears throat> looking to get out. Sterling, New Zealand dollar. Please keep an eye out for this in terms of if you're on the trading side. I'll come back to the investing in a second, but on the trading side and similar with New Zealand dollar, Japanese yen, just smoother. Basically, most things New Zealand dollar are just easier to trade. 
Okay, B8, there you go. That's another one to keep an eye on. And Litecoin. Uh, we got stopped out of that. We lost on that. And that's a warning. It's a warning in the sense that, yeah, I mentioned Bitcoin, but look at how easily we can be stopped out uh, on these as well. They don't always go our way. And then they come back and then they go below. And then you think, oh, God, wish we didn't get stopped. But you know, you got to keep to your discipline. So it's a lesson there. I'm not going to go through all of these because uh, there's loads. Uh, this I wanted to share with you. It's the analysts. Uh, sorry, the hedge funds and the billionaires. So these are their holdings. Uh, Bill Ackman, just so you can understand what I'm showing you on screen, Bill Ackman has a portfolio value of 10 billion. Okay, because this is all in millions of dollars. He's got eight stocks. These are his holdings. Yes, he's been crucified on Netflix. What a muppet. Bill Gates, 19.7 billion. It's not his net worth, it's the portfolio. Uh, 18 stocks. And these are his uh, holdings, 95.92% in Berkshire and so on and so forth. Uh, and you can see with Warren Buffett, 49 holdings and what he's got uh, in each one. So it is, um, this is the way you got to read it. So that's, whoops, sorry, 42% in Apple, 42% in Apple and so on and so forth. And, and, and that's how it is in uh Coca-Cola is 6.82%. So it's the number below, all right, just so you know uh, how to read it. So you take 100% total portfolio, um, top 10 holdings. So top 10 holdings are just 87% of his portfolio, and the rest will be lower than that. So it's still a significant part of the portfolio. And you can see Apple is 42%. Uh, American Express is 7.8%. Uh, Bank of America is, wait a minute, BAC is not Bank of America. Ugh, my brain's going mental. Um, Oxy I own as well, so he's got that. So maybe he is watching this. Uh, guys, don't forget, if you want the free tools that I've got, alpishpatelventures.com links, you'll get all these free things. If you want free updates, as soon as I post a market video, you can see it there. Want my book, if you haven't got it already. If you want to follow me on LinkedIn, where I'll post detailed articles. Daily Telegram and Investment Upsides free portfolio review. My trading classroom is there. It's free. Free investing classroom is there. Internship, work experience over there. Free copy of my trading book and more. Go there. And um, if you're looking at trading and the indicator you want mentoring, then that's that one, pipspredator.com. And finally, Campaign for a Million. All the free tools are all in that place as well, um, just in case. Okay, I hope you found that useful. Any questions at all? If not, I've, I've, gone, I've, I've managed to keep to time. We're at 3.19. So I said I'm going to do this each week for 20 minutes, go through the markets with you uh, and for you. And hopefully that was useful. You liked it. It was a hell of a lot of stuff. Thank you so much, Carwin. I appreciate it. So thank you all very much. Uh, and I hope you found it useful. Keep posting any questions afterwards as well. Like I said, there will be a replay. You should get an email uh, to the replay in your inbox as you've registered for this. So um, thank you all very much. And I think we're done. We kept the time. So thank you. Brilliant. All done. All gone. He says, trying to look for the uh, off switch on the webinar. Thank you all very much. <laughs>